Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today I got my first father and daughter combo in here. I got Matt Pippen and Kayla Pippen, uh, straight from Forsyth and uh, Gray, Georgia. Forsyth, yes. I thought, is it Forsyth that y'all are from, or is it Gray? It's Forsyth. Why am I thinking y'all from Gray? Well, I don't know. Oh, you're from Gray. We got some other, we got some side viewers in here today. And they're from Gray. I'm uh, a part-time grayer. Grayer. <laughs> my my beautiful girlfriend, uh, Taylor, she she lives in Gray. So I live in Gray most of the time myself. I learned my lesson with women from Gray. And my ass ain't going back to Gray. I don't care. When I first moved to Macon a couple years ago. I that might told, be why they built the bypass. I don't shit, they needed to. <laughs> I, I hopefully you got a good one, but let me tell you, I learned my lesson real quick. One of the first things I got told when I moved to Macon was do not go to Gray. And if she's interested in you, just go ahead and kick yourself in the balls because it'd be better off for you. Go ahead and jump <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah, you, she, there's no, you don't, you don't need it. But uh, Matt and Kayla both are uh, musicians. Matt's been in the game for a hot minute and his daughter. Kayla, how old are you? I am 24. 24. She's just now really getting into it, right? Mm-hmm. You've only had a few shows, but you're very well, talented. I was into it during high school and did a lot of shows during my high school and all that. And right after I graduated. But, uh, nah, I had kids. <laughs> and then, hey, it, it happens to all of so, us. And Matt, how long have you been in it? Oh, man, I would guess 30-ish Years. How old are you? I am forty two. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am a whopping forty two year. Don't look. Don't look a day older than forty three though. I, I didn't realize you was that old. <laughs> I really didn't. I did. I didn't know that. You know, I get that a lot. Um, you, you've had though, like. How did you start off? This is going to be a long one anyway, but let's just go ahead and dive into that so people really know. Uh, how did you start off in music? I got started um, by my best friend at the time. Well, I mean, he still is. It just we, we haven't seen each other in years and are unable to communicate at the, at the present time. But um, a guy named Sean Mettler, I was... 10, 11, maybe. Uh, and Sean and I met, I think, in kindergarten at school in class. And, um, you know, back then, you during the summer especially, you live at your buddy's house, you know, for the summer. Or, you know, you're over there every weekend or he's over at your house or whatever. And uh, Sean, I noticed Sean had an electric guitar. And he, but he, he, rarely you know played in front of anybody so i just asked him about it one day and uh, wound up going to his guitar lessons with him um down in macon uh it was at bill harden music but this was ah, bill, harden music bill harden music was on eisenhower right by the exit uh on i-75 beside carol's linens if that anybody remembers that you know how long ago that's been but um you know my parents really didn't take it seriously let me back up a little um one day in particular i had sean show me something like man i want to play the guitar like you do i was like just show me something and um believe it or not like the first one of the probably the very first song i learned how to play was sweet child of mine guns and roses 
uh, you know, Slash's intro in that song. Oh, it's is, one of the most famous legendary. It, yeah. Legendary. Uh, of course, I'm sure it sounded nothing close to that. Um, but I was trying. So I came home and I remembered my dad had a guitar in the closet. Old, like hollow body. Roy Rogers looking at something. Well, now we're, I'm probably. Um, I was playing with toys and shit. Maybe well, starting was, middle school. Okay. Fifth grade-ish. <laughs> um, had just hit double digits, you know, in gotcha. age. And uh, thought I knew everything, of course. And uh, so I came I came home and I started asking my dad. I was like, where, don't you have a guitar? He was like, yeah, why? I was like, I want to show you something. And so he goes into this big spiel. How his dad bought him this this guitar. Did your dad play? No, not a bit. He just had the not guitar. one bit. <laughs> uh, he always wanted to. Uh, you know, but he, he, you know, married my mom and, and, and went to work for Georgia Power and, you know, life happened, you That's know, what and, uh, but I went and got his guitar. I think it had maybe four strings on it. <laughs> and I realized real quick, I couldn't play Sweet Child of Mine uh, with four, not with those four that were missing. <laughs> and but anyway, I don't, I, I played him something and just, you know, begging for, you know, to take guitar lessons and all this kind of stuff. Of course, you know, I needed a guitar and it had to be an electric one, you know, because Sean had, you know, he an had an electric, electric one. one. <laughs> and, uh, so they were so uh, convinced at how serious I was about this. They let me go to guitar lessons with Sean and just like borrow a guitar. Yeah. Because, you know, any 12 year old is starting to get into anything, you know, it usually doesn't last. But anyway, um, I, I did start taking lessons and about two years from you know, starting to take lessons, my guitar teacher, you know, told my parents after lessons one day, it was like, he's got a really good ear, you know, for like, I can play. Could you play it by note or by ear? By ear. It was easier by ear. Um, I learned how to, how to play by reading, you know, notes, but it was always easier for me by ear. And, um, to this day, I mean, we, we pop on a song right now and, before it's I mean, over, literally, with it. that's how me and him practice. So I'll, I'll tell him a song, and he'll go look it up and listen to it, and then he'll just start strumming. Like all he has to do is just listen to it. Some of the best guitar players I've ever been around couldn't read sheet music. Could not read mm-hmm. a lick. They can, um, they, they can't. Um, not to speed that story up too much, no, okay. but but you ended up getting to play with uh, with Young Guns and everything, right? I did. And um, it, it wasn't that Jason's like original band, Jason Aldean's original band. That's right. That's right. I met um, I met Jason. He was Jason Williams when I met him. Crawford County's finest. Um, mm-hmm. Were you one of the ones? All right. So you, Probably we might get so. clarification. I had been wanting clarification on the story for a long time. <laughs> Were you one of the ones when he got pretty much told he wasn't going to be able to play Whiskey River again? Were you Nashville the, South? It was you, Nashville South. It was, it was Na- like the Whiskey River of okay. its day. Okay. You were were you in the band at the time? Yes. Okay. What's the story behind that? Like the true enough story to where it doesn't get Jason in trouble if there's anything bad on him <laughs> or whatever. You what, know, what's the easiest part of that story to tell? I really don't remember any definitive thing happening uh to where it, it definitely wasn't the case of of them not wanting him to play yeah. there anymore um it, he had graduated high school you know this is all through my 
Y'all were kind of like school. kind of a rock band too at the time. Like, wasn't it kind of? It wasn't just like straight traditional country, right? Not, not, no, not really, not okay. at all. Because everybody in that band, with the exception of Jason, literally just came from like a hard rock. See that that's what I've heard so much of the stories from. I uh, some some of the first shows I ever played was was with. Every member of Young Guns minus Jason, but we were, we did, we hadn't met Jason at this time. Yeah. You know, we were in middle school playing honor roll assemblies <laughs> for the entire school. The first first song I ever played live in front of anybody was Paradise City. So the, of course, I, it was. I, you know, so, <laughs> so okay, the cat's out of the bag. I, I am or was definitely a Guns N' Roses fan. Um, the original Guns N' Roses. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm one of the few that just does not get. 90% of 80s rock. I just don't like it. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know why. I just I got buddies that swear by Montley Crew and all that stuff. One out of each one of those band songs I'll jam to, but the rest of them it's like this isn't for me. Like I don't get the hair right. band. Yeah. I don't get the hair band stuff. Uh, you know. I guess you just had to be around. Uh, it, I imagine that's you know, exactly in, in what that time you looked at magazines on the shelf, yeah. and you saw them. MTV oh, was yeah. just Really, well, it was a popular like, thing at the time. That's why you, I they mean, actually that's the showed videos back then on MTV. So when whenever y'all got hooked up with him, did you know like right off the bat like this guy is something special, or was he just like <laughs> uh, I don't know what this cat is yet? This is it like was the more inside, like this, this I don't is, know what this cat okay. is yet. It's kind of a funny. You're story. not the first person to say that. Kind of a funny story. Um, the band we had, uh, we were called Young Country. And we were playing pretty much exclusively at this little hotel bar in Perry, Georgia. It was called Cherokee Rose. <clears throat> and somebody from Nashville South came to see us one, like one Saturday night. And <clears throat> when we were done uh, with the show that night, they basically offered us the house gig, which was huge, you know, especially yeah. for a 14-year-old. Um, they offered us the gig. Well, what we didn't know was... They were firing their band, which, if you ever went to Whiskey River, the band that they fired was Hook, Line, and Sinker. Ah, the house band. <clears throat> the house band, yeah. So, like, we replaced them. Okay, so uh, my one of my best friends ever, uh, a guy named Wes Robinson, who's a great singer, guitar player himself. Um, he, he was our lead singer, and so they hired us, and we played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, which was... An, an ordeal in itself, asking your parents at 14, <laughs> hey, uh, they want us to play in a bar till 2 a.m. Oh, Basically nice. every night of the week. <laughs> it, it was it was one of those deals where our drummer's parents would not even let him play the weeknights. So we had to hire a drummer to play Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, so that turned out to be interesting. And um, but So we walk in. The next Wednesday afternoon after school, of course, and we're setting up our equipment, uh, getting ready to sound check, trying to figure out what in the world we're going to play. Mm -hmm. Because you got to, you got to imagine the place we were playing at in Perry was not much bigger than this room right here. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't even know where Cherokee Rose would have been in Perry. And you walk in, I don't know what exit it is. It's the exit before the fairground exit. Okay. Back. North one exit. Uh, if you're going southbound, you get off the exit, you turn right, right into this 
parking lot. It's not even there anymore. Okay, that, that's ho- probably why I have no idea. I think there's a, there's a whole new hotel there. Okay. It was one of those like motels, like one story. Got you. Um, kind of what you can, pay by the hour. Yeah. You know, like a little scandalous every once in a while. One of those things. And, and the bar was attached to this restaurant, this Italian restaurant. It was actually a really great restaurant. It was called Angelina's. Um, and they had a big billboard and stuff by the interstate. But so going back, we, uh, we're in Nashville South. We're setting up, you know, we're nervous as I don't know what. In walks Jason Aldean, but who we knew as Jason Williams. Um, he walks in, uh, he, he and Ben Lee, a good friend of his, and he's tucking the guitar case. He's got on Wranglers with a with a starch crease this thick. Uh, I've, seen his, I've seen his britches. <laughs> and I think a... He ain't I, hiding much in them some bitches. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Holy shit. I think a Ralph Lauren polo buttoned down long sleeve, untucked, unbuttoned with like a solid t-shirt. Something and I'm guessing t-shirt he had a under backwards it. fitted cap on because he didn't wear cowboy hats back then, right? No, he did. But oh, I bet it didn't look right on him, though. He did. It was... He was one of those that did the Tim McGraw, like straight down in the back. Hey, cowboy that's hat. even fucking worse. <laughs> it um, that you know that was that was his thing back then. It's bad. I've seen pictures. But we're looking at this because nobody else. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon at, at a bar. Yeah. In a, a big nightclub, the three story uh, nightclub, and we see this guy. And we're like, shit. He's. They didn't tell him. That they're fired. He's yeah. from the oh, he's from the band that they fired, that we replaced. And at some point, he just walks on up to us. I mean, let me back up. When he walked in with his guitar case, it was he walked in like he owned the place. You could tell he was very comfortable uh, there. Yeah. And uh, so we we're like, who is this motherfucker? You know? Yeah. And so he, he introduces himself and he informs us that there's two guest singers every night it's jason and it was a, a female vocalist named uh lee candelera who was awesome i don't know what i've never heard her. that name before yeah I, i've never of all my time being around musicians and stuff and making i don't think i've never heard, heard or seen of her before or after uh this period but so we were like, great. So there's two other people that's going to be joining us tonight in just a couple of hours. And we don't even know them, let alone what they're going to sing. So like, we're freaking out. So we wind up figuring out some songs that we all know. And, uh, you know, we made it work, but that's how we met. That's how we met Jason. And then um, y'all became his official band. We, right? we did. Um, during this time is when he recorded Oh, we recorded Cowboy Lady. See, that was my next question. Because one of the biggest things from when I was working in, in country radio, but even before that, everybody has always wanted to know why Cowboy Lady has never been put on anything. You'll never, you'll never hear him do that song. Why is ever. that? He, I, I'm really not sure. Honestly, I have no idea. I've heard, he I've does, heard he different. Didn't like I've heard, it. He didn't like it. He well, he doesn't. He doesn't now. Yeah. Um, I, I reunited with Jason. I don't know. Um, before his first album. Yeah. Um, Big town to, album. Moved up to Nashville with him. Um, helped helped put a band together, and you know we played several several showcases for record labels. Some that no rec, no label 
reps even showed up to, you yeah. know, you know, which is not very uncommon up there. Uh, super common. Yeah, I think yeah, actually the common. night he was signed, Broken Bow, Benny, uh, the, the night Benny signed him to Broken Bow, Benny wasn't even invited. Like he wasn't even just happened to expected be to be yeah. there. Um, and I don't, but I don't think any other label showed up that night either. And, um, see, I think from the, from what I've heard, Jason is not the original writer of Cowboy Lady. No, 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 no. Um, God, Wes Robinson would have to uh, back See, me up on this. I want to say that's where I've heard the story Don, is. Donnie. Is Jason, the guy who has it, has a grudge against Jason, the one who actually wrote it. And he will not. I think he's re- deceased. Oh, well, that might be it. Might be I, it, too. I, I believe he is Because the, the story that I've heard over and over and over again from different people is that the dude who wrote it and Jason had a fallen out. And he pretty much told him, I'll be damned if you ever record the song. Huh. Like, that's I what I have heard. Now, yeah. would you, if, you don't, if you that. don't know, I, I mean, that's just what I've heard. It might not be a damn if, ounce bit of truth to it. If You but, know, if it was, it was, I never heard anything yeah. about it. But, yeah. I, you know, it could very well be true. Because yeah. as, as, as good as that was. Now, how long did y'all play with him before, I guess, there was a kind of a split? He, um, well, when he graduated uh, from Windsor, he's, I guess he's maybe a year or two older than I am. So he had graduated and was working for Pepsi. Um, And we were still in school, but he was already kind of wanting to venture out, you know, outside of this one venue uh, that we were playing constantly, it seemed like, nonstop, every night. And, uh, so, like his dad, Barry Williams, super nice guy, by the way. Love Barry to death. Super nice and guy. And Miss Vivian, his 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 yeah, wife. He's a sweetheart. Um, Barry would book uh, some shows, and you know we would go play them. But they would be, we would take a night off from Nashville South to go yeah. do it, basically. So Jason just kind of came up to me one day. Or he called me maybe one day and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about you know leaving Nashville South. Or let's just let's start." playing on the road you know just start playing different towns and you know different venues and stuff i'm like you know i'm I'm down definitely and um so this was close to the time maybe when we graduated the rest of the band graduated high school because we were all in the same grade uh same school i got uh, high school uh mary persons okay high school for scythe cool thing about the band young guns um you know, of course, I was in it, <laughs> but uh, you got Jason Aldean and Justin Weaver. If you're not familiar with Justin Weaver, I don't know that name. He has wrote a lot Justin of songs wrote, really? for several artists Bottoms in up. Nashville. Brantley Gilbert. Justin wrote "Bottoms Up." Uh, Brantley Gilbert. Justin wrote "That's How I Know." That's how I know you love me, Justin Moore. He wrote the. Megan Trainer and met, John Legend song, song for, yeah. like I'm gonna lose you. He wrote that song. He wrote um, a song for Megan Trainer. Um, so all that talent yeah. in in this one, one little teenage punk little wannabe well, cowboy. There's, there's so much talent that is in this area. Oh, I man, mean, just, yeah, just, just look, just just look at Caleb. Like, I mean, you, you've been around a while, and not to boost your whatever. You're 24 <laughs> and you're unpolished, and you got somebody to polish you. You know. <laughs> It's people don't realize Macon used to be a hub. 
a hub Mecham for musicians. Was the place. Yeah, I'm telling you, like mm-hmm. it was. It, even though Nashville's <laughs> technically, yes, absolutely. His foundation is there. If, yes. you, if you ever want to go meet his wife and his... uh, I did their camp. Zelma. Oh, yeah, I loved it. For I, several I, every time, Every time I get a chance, I stop in and talk to her. Yeah, the um, Otis Redding camp, singer-songwriter camp. I did it for like two or three summers in a row. That's probably the best place you could go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But around here, people just do not realize the musicians. Uh, Nashville is technically the South, but... You know, Macon is the Nashville of the real South. Yeah. And I'm, I'm there's so many folks that. like you, Matt, and uh, and, and Kayla. Kayla, you're very good. I told you a while ago, you're raw. And uh, you, you need to have a stick took to you and uh, and be polished up. But you, mm-hmm. you got a really good voice. But well, you hit that right, the nail right on the head. Yeah. <laughs> no, trust me. I, I know a hard head when I see one because I've got one. Uh, like a real recognized real or whatever it all says. Game recognized. Game. Yeah, that's right. Um, so like it, it's one of them things to where y'all being from married persons in the same place in other parts of this country, and that might sound like it's you know unbelievable, but it, it's not. It's there's people around here because uh, I believe that it branched off. I believe at some point in time that there's somebody in y'all's family and other people's family that. Just was such good musicians and passed it down. Like you said a while ago, with your daddy just having a guitar in the closet, a lot of folks' daddies just had a guitar in the closet, and uh, you know, and it's, they never it's, got, never it, got. It, it, some got played, some didn't. Right. I've had people in here that had just pushed. They said their parents pushed <laughs> them into music. Um, that kind of leads into like my next question with y'all, because uh, about this time, Kayla, you're 24, so. Mm-hmm. About this time is probably when Kayla came along, right? Like, it's, you've been, what, 96? That's mm-hmm. a, a, senior a, a year. 96, baby. Um, mm-hmm. Did that, whenever you found out about Kayla, is that when it kind of took a turn with the music to where you, or how, how did that work out? You know. If, if you don't mind sharing, no, we not, like to get no, personal not, as fuck here. Not at all. Um, it, I mean, it definitely kind of, brought everything in perspective kind of and you know i mean i was 17 yeah 18 mm-hmm. um by the time you were born uh but i mean you your whole world is like flipped upside down you have no idea what you're about to do i had and- my daughter at 24 i can't imagine at 18 <sighs> I, I I can't like I my mind is blown every time I hear of somebody having a child while they're a teen. Well, yeah, it, I, I didn't. Was, I don't have it figured out now at thirty three. Right, I don't. Oh, shit, I'm not ready for it now. <laughs> it's uh, you know, we were kids have, having a kid. You know, I say we her her mom. You know, stepped up. You know did you know everything she needed to do and and made sure that she was going to you know be taken care of the rest of her life and when 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 her mom and I broke up it kind of because they were were y'all the same age yeah basically she's like a year younger than I am okay. um but yeah so relatively the same but like they were there were people you know from her family People from my family, you know, coming to me like, all right, you know, it's, you need to get you a real job. You're going to stop playing this music. And, you know, and I was like, what? You know, why? 
I couldn't see why, you know, why. I understand. I definitely do. I understand why somebody can say that. But at the same time, it's, I always try to see both sides of an argument, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing about me. I don't like just picking one side. That's what not, say. Not, There's not knowing the love sides. of a child yet because you haven't had one and knowing the love of music. Mm-hmm. There's a line right there that is very hard to walk. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm glad that I wasn't given any musical talent to where I never got put. <laughs> I didn't ever get put into place. But it, that would be like, man, this girl right here loves me to death. And I, and she would do anything for me. Even though sometimes she lets me down, she's always got my back. That's right. And then you got a girl on this side, it's like, well, I might like her. You know, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll grow to love her. Which one do you pick between? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it's not a it's not an easy conversation to ever have about that time period of a musician because I've got several buddies, and uh, they have always told me that when it comes town time to where you're about to have a youngin, you get put between the thing that you love that is your youngin, which is your music, and an actual child. And uh, I, I don't know how y'all's relationship with her. like I, I I don't I don't know her mo- her mom and I actually were were forbidden to see each other at one point you know and I've been there um, that kind of puts music though puts a damper <laughs> puts a damper on a relationship you oh, know shit. Uh, you know, it, it did. Uh, I think we, we, I think we, we can, I'm, I can say it now because we ain't going to get in trouble. We grown, but <laughs> I, I want to say, I feel like that we snuck around to take Lamaze, her Lamaze class. We definitely snuck around to, to see each other yeah. and t- because we got busted almost every time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't it, it has happened to the best of us, us. I promise you that. No, this is the first time hearing with some of this stuff. But <laughs> being a teenager... That's why and, you drink whiskey and talk. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah. But it, that, the, the music, it's, it's kind of ironic now, kind of funny, but you know, music was kind of what separated us kayla and i you know for any kind of beautiful though that's probably what reunited y'all now uh, that's absolutely yeah. <laughs> what's, what's brought us back that and my grandchildren mm-hmm. yeah um and i'm gonna tell you what i was not ready to be a granddaddy no not at I all <laughs> not at all uh but hey now look i love being pop pop now yeah and um that's cool but yeah so i don't know it's kind of Closure in a sense. I don't. I don't know even know if that's the but right do you, word. Do you know what? Uh, one thing. I just went on a bachelor party last week and I had to explain this to somebody. You know what making amends is? Yes. Um, I was not a very good person when I was young. Uh, from like probably eighteen to twenty-two, or shit, probably a little bit farther than that. Yeah. I was just not a good person. Did a lot of rowdy shit. Lied, stole, cheated. Did some, a lot of stuff. I'm not proud of. Um, I think I might can relate. Oh, yeah, it's, it's happened to all of us. But uh, one reason now, like I do charity work and I try to help people, is it's making amends. And the, pretty much with it, and it comes from kind of like the Catholic stuff, even though I'm a Christian, it's whenever you do something bad, you're supposed to do two things that are good. Right. And with somebody that makes a mistake, you were young. You know, that I hate seeing people hold that shit against somebody for the rest of their lives. I've got a daughter that's in... Alabama, and I don't get to see her because me and her mom hate each other. Right, like she is, and she's a good mother, sucks. but she is really evil sucks. from hell. Yeah, 
Uh, she is the definition of evil, but she's a good mother. And when the good Lord has it all played out, that's when it'll come together. I've, right. I've made peace with it. And uh, even if it's like you and Kayla, you know, uh, it sounds like there was problems to start off with. And then you have things that brought you back together. It's with you making amends now and with the grandkids and everything, that's how you make up for that shit. That's right. You have to forgive yourself at some point in time. And uh, I, I commend you for that. And and you too for letting me be part of it. Right. Um. So how long did this kind of struggle go on between you and Kayla's mother? Like, is it a recent development that y'all started reconnecting or has it been? No. Um. Really... When Kayla was born, um, we were, you know, I don't, I would, I don't think we ever hated each other. It was never really to that point. It was, I mean, really, we we grew apart, you know, and like your kids, yeah. I mean, that's, that's we, we what grew happens. up, grew yeah. apart. She grew up a little quicker than I did. Um, She's a woman, you know. I'll, 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 I'll we are men sure. are damned by immaturity, <laughs> and we will forever be damned by immaturity. But we, you know, we've always, uh, you know, ever since she was born, you know, we've always had a had a good relationship. You That's know, um, she's been to some shows, you know, mm-hmm. that I that I've played around around making, and and uh, and Kayla wouldn't, you know, be playing with me, but she might mention it to her that she was going to get up and do a song with me you know yeah. and so her mom comes out and you know and, and supports her which is really cool but um right after about a year after kayla was born i got married um and moved to to the other side of the state over to Carrollton, and um so that had a that had some bearing on you know lack of relationship and and my wife at that time was jealous well that's why they call them exes jealous 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 um and that really put a damper on things but about a about a year later we divorced and you know moved on to to better to better things but um you know there's a lot of a lot of things that I guess made our relationship or lack thereof what it was and uh, but but a lot of it came in the form of like drugs and alcohol too um, you know that before uh, we get on that road because that, yeah, that's yeah, one road yeah, that yeah. I think me and you can really relate on Kayla when you were young mm-hmm. and you knew your dad was a musician mm-hmm. did you realize that you know, maybe that's why you didn't have the relationship you wanted. Did you realize that, you know, maybe this was, you know, this was just the life that y'all, that the life of a musician's child? Uh, or were you too young to realize kind of what was going on? Honestly, I think I was just too young to really realize what was going on. Our The kind of pattern that we had was I'd, I'd go to dad's house for the weekend and I'd spend the night at my grandparents. He'd stay there too. And we'd hang out and then I'd go home on Sundays. Mama or Papa or even dad would take me home on Sundays. And then I'd have my weeks at mama's and then, um, you know, a weekend at mom's and then 
the following weekend back at Daddy's, and then it just, I don't know. I just thought that's how it was supposed to be. Thought well, that was sometimes just, there was weeks yeah. in between, you know. Now, we, we now you told me a story earlier, Matt, and uh, it got me thinking about this now. It's you learned to harmonize with him singing. In a car seat. <laughs> now, is that why, did, did he give you thought that passion for music right off the bat? I think so. I think I, so. She had it. I'm going to speak up. She had it already. She had it in her. She got, we got her a, a, a Britney Spears. Oh, God. <laughs> signature series. I forgot about that. Wireless head mic. You know, like the Garth Brooks kind of deal. I hope you have a picture of that shit. Because if, if they do, I promise you, I will never let it live. And look, and look. There's so many times. She would I, not come out to perform for the family or whoever was was whoever was there was that night at the house. She wouldn't cute. come out until you. I would literally come her. down the hallway with my hand on my hip and be knowing like, okay. you the little bit I know you, I could absolutely see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would look at him or <clears throat> Mama One to announce me to come out the hallway, and then I'd go stand on the fireplace like the hearth. And then I'd get ready and like perform my little show and like twist my hair and walk around. Did it sing it? Oops, I did it again. Yes. And, and seeing your dad play, did it make you want to be more of a musician or did it? Because I, well, it, I, well, I'll say this word and I mean it with all respect struggling musician. Right. Okay, yeah. that, that's just probably the best term to oh, use. Hell yeah. Did it, did it make you. For Growing long, up, did it want younger, to stay away from her? Or did it make you want it more? Younger, it made me want to chase after it. But once I started getting older, and I did see, um, a lot of the struggle, but not just with what he went through, but I'd seen people that I knew going through struggles of making it, and the things that they would have to go through to just push towards even getting close to Nashville. And it made me, it terrified me, to well, be honest. You, you said the key word why it should have terrified you, and that's Nashville. Yeah. Nashville <laughs> is the the destroying place of a good musician. And there has been many a men and women that have gone there since, I'll probably say at the beginning of the 90s. Before that, if you were music, musically talented and you went to Nashville, they'd find a place for you. Mm-hmm. Now there's so many people. Literally everywhere you turn, there's somebody playing music, whether it be on a street corner, whether it be in a bar, karaoke, somebody is singing. I tell people all the time that there's somebody right now on a street corner in mm-hmm. Nashville on a Friday night that is 10 times better than you will see in 90% of the bars in oh, Georgia. But because right everybody now. goes there, people kind of stray. Like, Well, everybody's got the idea of Nashville. Mm-hmm. They, they don't realize that if you're good, Willie Nelson got kicked out of Nashville, got sent back to Texas. And they said, uh, there's a documentary series that I love. It's called Tales from the Tour Bus. Yes. And they got told, you seen it? Yes. You're the first person that has came in there <laughs> that has seen it. They told Willie Nelson when he left Nashville that he would never make it. He was in Texas and he played. <laughs> yeah. He played to his crowd and to mm-hmm. his people for about two years, I think is what they said. Willie Nelson's one of the biggest stars in country music after that. I don't think that Nashville is what it makes, especially now. Uh, if you're not a size 
if for a woman, I'm just going to use a woman example. Mm-hmm. If you're not a size zero to two. Oh yeah. And you don't have long legs. Bottle blonde, long legs. They're not going to pay you attention. I'm going to say her name again for the hundredth time on this fucking podcast. One of my friends, her name is Dominique Hutchinson. She is covered with tattoos. She has a everyday job playing uh, benchmark. It's benchmarking losers in Nashville. She is one of the baddest bitches you're going to see in Nashville. Hmm. And because she does not look like... A Nashville beauty queen. Mm-hmm. Look at Ashley McBride. She ain't Bam, right. I mean, Ashley yeah. McBride is. I don't care about Stapleton. Oh yeah, I, I. You talking about Morgan, his wife, or just Chris? Yeah, yeah, just Chris. Oh, Chris, Chris no, it took Chris forever to get there. Yeah. But as far as just women goes, like uh, it's so hard for you to fit in. You have to break the mold before you get there. And That's then true. once and once you get there, they're gonna try to put you back into that mold. And that, that's what has happened. That's why you always hear an artist. Their first two EPs are so good because they're them. Then Nashville gets a hold of them, and then you hear this bullshit. You got to play with Jason. You know exactly what I'm talking about because Jason's first two or three albums is gasoline. Right. Then this last album he came out with, Nine. Dynamite. Because he took back control, created control of his stuff, and he became this dynamite again. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason doesn't write in any of his music. Uh, a lot of people ask me that all the time. Oh, I've, like, I've heard that from several know, people. He doesn't, but he's he's at the point of his career now. You know, what I mean, he's uh, it's safe to say he's up near the top. Oh yeah, you know, oh, he's male artist in, oh, in yeah. country music. So they will inform these hit songwriters that Aldine's about going to be cutting a new album. You know, in in two or three months, and they'll they'll go and have writing sessions just for just for him, just for that album. The only person in Nashville that is actually writing their own music that I can say, well, there's more than this, but the one that I know 100 percent is Luke Combs and Rowdy. Mm -hmm. Rowdy's his guitar player. They will sit there and they will. If you go look on their album right now, Luke is a Beast. He can sing the fuck phone book, dude. Beast. But you give him another two albums, and it'll be commercialized, and it'll be whatever you know they want him to be. Um, Kayla, I and with Matt too. Like I have a lot like, this idea in my head of y'all too. I feel like your dad has had enough life experiences that if you learn to write and y'all can write together, there's some fire there. Everybody that I've had in here, I will, I, I will tell y'all the same thing. As a musician, you might not have a hundred great songs, but you got one all-time song in you. And the reason why I know that is because everybody has different life experiences. Mm-hmm. You and your daddy have a story between the two of y'all that if y'all were to ever sit down, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you, it, it's going in tears, fist fights, <laughs> whatever the hell it's going to do, but y'all's story, <clears throat> writing it and putting it in a pen to paper, it might take five years to write it. It might take five minutes, but that's a song, and that's one reason I wanted to have y'all because I think it's very unique as a father that y'all play music together. My, my little bastard, Miss Gracie, <laughs> we will never write music together, and it's because... We're, we're, well, I'm not anymore. She's an athlete and uh, we're both good at talking, but we ain't got a musical lick 
in our head. It sounds like cats dying <laughs> every time you hear us sing. Um, I've seen the Snapchats. I know we can't sing. We, I dance. I've seen the Snapchats. I, I get drunk, and there's this there's this moment. There's like, you know what? I can harmonize, and I can fake it, and then I hear about the next day, and it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like, did, yeah, I don't I, I don't know where this was going. But at the time, I'm like, you know what? That's Jim Bean for you. Yeah. You know, that's Jim Bean or Buffalo Trace for you. I can't imagine what it is like, though. Uh, and this is something I find beautiful between two of y'all. I saw Jamie Johnson in Atlanta about six, seven years ago, and he asked his daughter to come up on stage with him. His daughter couldn't have been more than 10 years old. No. And I thought it was beautiful. Like, they did it in color together. And oh, that, that was, cool. that, that will, the, I don't, I mean, I was drunk. That's probably what I don't remember a good bit of it. But, nah. yeah, I know. If I was at Wild Bill's or whatever it was back then in Atlanta, I promise you, I was I was hammered. Uh, yeah, you need Wild another Bills. one of them? Sure. Yeah, let's get let's get Matt another one of them, please. Um, I can't imagine what it is like for y'all two to sit there and play together. And there's got to be these moments to when y'all are playing that – you know, it, all families at some point in time need to go through therapy. I feel like that is. Oh, we get to watch y'all have therapy. Oh yeah. I, 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 what I don't is it like? Know if she gets it yet, well, she's like young. If she, she understands I, just like how. Well, as men, freaking special. I don't know what any other way to put it. Like as, as men, we have this default, and it's we're so damn prideful that it it's so hard for us to say. We fucked up. And then when we do say we fucked up. Why is that? Why is it so hard? Because we're men. We're fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand what I am. I know know I'm a dumbass. But I I really feel like that with you and Kayla, uh, with the Rocky kind of past with some things and everything, I think it means a whole lot more to you, y'all two playing together right now, but I think it'll mean more to you in the future. Because I think I think it's more of you saying, you know, I, I might not have been the best before, but I'm trying to make up for it. Is that is that how you feel, Kayla? Or, or is what what does it mean when y'all play together? It means a lot to me, just because really the our main connection that we have for our relationship is it music. Is music, yeah. I mean, that's the main really true thing that we have in common is music and I feel like that's a main role that holds us together see I'll, I'll be real with you and uh, by the way what I'm about to say y'all can go look up the Velvet Session on YouTube <laughs> it'll be the Velvet Session uh, Kayla and Matt Pippen um, you kind of got aggravated earlier but then when y'all started playing together it went away like you you could instant see it you could instantly be like all right, all, well, all right. Think, like I'm, is, I'm in my happy place. Yeah, Dad's here. Is, We're fucking myself, melting faces. Let's do it. I work myself up, and I get nervous. Well, that's because you're a woman. If we're gonna put, yes, that's if we're true. gonna put men down for being jackasses, <laughs> that's we're gonna true. we're gonna this put women. I get myself get anxiety, up. and I overthink situations. And then when it comes to music, I'll overthink me, like lyrics. I struggle so hard memorizing lyrics and I overthink it that's my problem I overthink it I overthink the scenario I overthink hitting this note and am I going to remember to go to this lyric next after this note I just overthink it 
But when he comes in and plays, just because it's my dad, I'm comfortable around him. And he starts to pick the guitar because, I mean, it just flows so well. I just, ah, okay, stress relieved. I'm good. Boy, it's, it, I, I swear. <laughs> see, I didn't know this. So, well, so you, can see, you can see good. it, though. That, that's the thing, like, as a father, like, just telling well, you straight we up. we read you each other it. so well. Because you, you we, can see it. That's we true. read each other so well that yeah. I've had people, well, why don't... If it's so hard for y'all to get together sometimes, why don't you have another guitar player? And y'all, and I'm like, it's my dad. Like, I, like I'm comfortable. <laughs> well, it's you're right. It's a comfort blanket. It is. It is. But also, too, I would just, to put this in perspective for me and my daughter. Yes. My daughter's an athlete. If she goes and strikes out three times and I'm the coach, I'm going to pat her on the ass. I'm going to tell her to get her head out of her ass. She's going to be great tomorrow. If you had another guitar player, and let's say you had a bad night, your voice is off, you miss a couple notes or whatever, you have that comfort zone to where your dad's going to pat you on the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry, baby, I got you tomorrow. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's... Very true. You can't, you can't make that up with somebody else. Yeah. Ashley McBride, of all people, has a song called Andy. And uh, I don't I know if you... Oh, my God. You. Have you ever heard Andy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's not. She's singing about her guitar player. But if you hear mm-hmm. her talk about that song, it's because she knows that she doesn't matter the scenario. She can rely on. It. She, she can rely on it, and I can only imagine because music is the hardest thing. I, I love sports more than anything. Music is a very very close second. The older I get, and the more I've get into it and the more I read and become knowledgeable of it. But knowing that you can fail in music, but you have someone there to pick you up Mm -hmm. and it happens to be your father. Holy shit. Yeah. You you take chances, take chances because it's not like your band's going to leave you. I mean, we're so, I'm so comfortable and we can do songs. I'll be like, Hey, have you heard this song? And we'll be on like a, at, during a show, we'll be on a, what, little 10, 15-minute break yeah. in the middle of the right. show. And we'll step outside to drink a beer, go, you know, whatever, just our break. And I'll be like, hey, have you heard this song? Listen to it real quick. And he'll listen to it. Like, let's do it. Let's just try it. And we'll literally get up there and try it. And just because he's his ear, like, he's just good at what he does. And he can just listen to something and pick it up that quick. And, but... Because we're also comfortable with each other, and I can look at him, and he can look at me, and we can literally read off of each other. Okay, I'm gonna go in. He can just look at my face and know. Okay, I'm about to go into this next first, or I can look at him and be like, okay, cue me in. Like, see, that's a, that's another <laughs> thing that you need to realize yeah. though, is a regular guitar player is gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. Real life, what a blessing it is to have dad standing there. Uh Because if you tell just an everyday average guitar player that you're just paying to be there, hey, will you, you know, you want to try to learn this real (laughs) fast? They're just like, just next fucking week. Yeah. Yeah, next week you better pick something for practice. One to three rehearsals over it before I can play it like that. Yeah, that's, but there's something, like I said, it's making amends, dude. I mean, we're none of us are perfect, and uh, I just think that's cool. I just, I, I, I wish me and Grace were talented. Like, <laughs> I, I do because uh, 
I watched. I, me and Matt have never bumped into each other. He he doesn't realize that you was gonna play a wedding for my buddy. Like he's he's about to go on like his ten year anniversary. You were wow. gonna play it, and you had to you had to cancel it the last minute. Um, but we had saw you at Wild Wings or something, and he had talked okay. to you. Okay. Uh, that's the only interaction ever had with you before this, and uh, I just. I've reached out to a lot of musicians in this area. And I was just like, I, I don't know Matt good enough to reach out to him. Um, but then I saw you and Kayla playing at Company Supply the other night. Like, I saw some videos and stuff sent to me. Uh, I heard both of you singing extremely well. And I was like, you know what? It's not that I think they're good musicians. I, I do. But I was like, they've got a story. There's something behind, like, there's more, the father, daughter, getting up there on stage. And like I said a while ago, it took me right back to Jamie Johnson and his 10-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. on that stage. And I was like, I've got to hear more of this. The first time, I think it was the first time, if I remember correctly, that you brought me up on stage was at the Opry House in Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't even remember what I sang. How old were you? How old were you? I was like four. Four or five. Teeny tiny. Um, Four or five. And he brought me up on stage to sing. I don't even remember what I sang. I think Um, he might have just been singing along with me even. Might have been. But I just, I I remember sitting... The Opry House in Juliet, what they is such a cool little place. I, do they even still do stuff like that down there anymore? No, I don't. I don't. I really so. don't think they do. But in Juliet, the Opry House is probably a hundred fifty years old. Probably got the I best acoustics like, in, yeah. in Georgia too. Yeah. It's all it's all that old. Oh, I love, oh yeah, it sounds so, so damn good. I you got to go check it out. It's it's. I'll look it up. Cool. I didn't know anything about it. But the I, little I Opry House. I mean, what it, it had like these old, old, rickety little church pews as they're, oh, yeah. like, what people could come and sit in to come listen. I mean, this place I'm talking is, like, come in and hear banjos and stuff. Like, the good shit. Literally, that's what they would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the good shit. Yeah. They're jamming on the porch before the show, and they're jamming on the yeah, porch Yeah, banjos after. and stuff on the porch, and then you come in, and Dad's playing, and whatever. And um, I, remember, I remember that night I was, we got there. We parked down near the old fire station. My grandparents, his parents, my mom and papa, we were walking down. And we walked in. There was somebody actually playing a banjo on the porch. And papa ended up started talking to him. Well, me and mama, we walked in. And they had this little, like, popcorn and candy, like, right at the door. (laughs) And so, of course, me being a kid, I wanted a little bag of popcorn. So I got my little bag of popcorn. We go, and we're sitting in the front little wooden pew. Uh, Hey, we still like popcorn and candy. Hey, shit, ain't nothing wrong with us. (laughs) Sitting in the little pew, and Dad started singing. He's a few songs in, and then he looks at me, and he's like, come here, come here. And I was like, what? Me? Like, all right. (laughs) So I pop on up there and sit on a stool like I'd done it before. And we just. You know how many kids get to have that experience? Not very many. You know, not, not very many four or five year olds <laughs> would uh, would come hey, up, same. Would come on yeah. up. There. Uh, absolutely, Gracie would have told me kiss my ass. <laughs> she come on up there and, and just. Uh, Gracie would have been like, "Not a chance in hell am I doing this." Now, uh, like I said, a lot to see both sides of the argument. Um. And there's not an argument here anyway. I just like to see both sides of the conversation. It mm-hmm. probably would have been better to say it. But that is something that you will have mm-hmm. 
the rest of your life. And I know, uh, Matt, you said something while ago about drugs and alcohol. Me and you both been down that road. Um, oh, yeah. I've been locked up for alcohol before, DUI, and being a jackass. But even on the bad days, like it, whenever, you know, like, because we're, we're dads, especially you were a young dad. You're way younger than I was. And I screwed up when when I was 24. When you're a kid, you don't know that you're going to make those mistakes. And you didn't sign up to be a dad. Like That's the thing. Like, you were having a good time. You put, you know, object A into object B and popped out, I'll see a kid later. Like, as it's, it just happens. You just don't know what's going to happen at the time. That's right. But you live and you learn. You grow from it. And I think on the bad days... If you and if you and your dad don't get along tomorrow, mm-hmm. you've got memories that oh, other yeah. people wish they could pay for. That. I, that you you've got y'all two are building something that is so special, and it's cool as hell. Like that, that's the thing. It's every daughter that's got daddy issues. And I know a bunch of them, and every dad that knows it. There's been a time or two he's fucked up. They're going to look at y'all and they're going to hear your story and they're going to be like, damn, I wish I had that. And so like, even on the bad days, y'all got something to build off of. That right there is something I think about often, especially in the moment while we're doing a show or even just a particular song or something. As a father, you've got to. I'll think back and go, man, this is something that she'll be able, she's going to look back on when I'm gone and can think about, you know, and yeah, but for you too, instead of, and and not just instead of, but as well as her looking back on it, it's got to mean something to you. It's 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 got to mean a whole, I I know how bad I fucked up before in life and I don't know your story, uh, but just as father to father, when you see your daughter belting her ass off and everybody in the place being like, Holy shit! Why don't we know her name yet? Makes your chest. <laughs> oh yeah, swell you, it, up, buddy. Let me tell I, you. I, I know as as decent as I was at sports growing up, and I might have hit a home run or two every now and then. Watching my daughter do do it makes me fucking perk up mm-hmm. ten times more than any it. bomb I've dropped. So it. I can only imagine. What it's like for you, and you might contain it better than I do. I'm a fucking softy. I'm a I'm a fucking crybaby teddy bear <laughs> ass guy. If it's if I'm feeling it, and I'm putting it out there. Like I don't, I can't, I don't have a good. I have no emotion. I, I can't, but I, yeah. I I don't feel like you ought to. Like I, if I'm a crybaby, I'm a fuck crybaby. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, but I dare somebody to say something about it. <laughs> no, they don't have to beat my ass. I'm gonna tell you. The good Lord made me soft, but He also made me tough. Yeah. So if you if you gonna pick on me, you better get ready for me picking back. That's right. That's one thing my dad taught me at a young age. If you're gonna be stupid, you, you better be tough. Be tough. Yeah. <laughs> but I there's no way I know me and I can sit there and I can watch my daughter sing without crying the whole time. There's no way. And the fact that you're strong enough and y'all can do that shit together, he probably realizes how special it is. Matt probably realizes how special it is. You probably being young, hard-headed. No, I do. It's, I do. Nobody else is going to get it. I bet you don't have a single friend that has it. I bet you can't go look on Facebook or 
anybody that you actually know right now and they're I'm like not sure that i can no, yeah, <laughs> no, that's I the thing. i'm not sure that i, can. I can't Maybe sit here and to... tell you besides for the one experience with jamie johnson and his kid and then travis tritt and his daughter travis tritt and his daughter is the only other one i can really think of travis takes her on the road and tim mcgraw and faith hill there I've, I've never seen that one I've never seen their daughter sing with them. They, oh no, he, they did the Daddy's Little Girl song a couple of years ago and all that. Well, there's a there's a video. I don't know what social something media, about flyaway. It's on. Fly they're in away. the car. Yeah, driving and Tim's just like. I think her name's Maggie. Maybe she's. I mean, she's killing it. She's good. How could she not? Oh no, you, there's people? no way with those genetics. Now that's yeah. the thing too. Like Kayla's mom sang. She didn't sing. She didn't perform. She she didn't do any shows. She was in chorus, I think, in middle school, church um, choir and stuff like that. That's where the best singers are mm-hmm. now. But I'm telling you, I do remember her. Her mom could sing. You know, so she, she don't like to show it off. She's shy about it, but she does sing. Boy, that's why the good Lord didn't give me long. I'm <laughs> telling you, he he knew, he knew that if he gave me any musical talent, I was ruining myself. <laughs> I'm t- I know. That's why he made me good. He made me good at talking shit. Right. That's it. If I was a musician, I everybody uh, because you know he was talking about Jason Aldean earlier. Everybody was at one point in time was giving so much shit because he had left his wife for the cheerleader, and I was like, I'm not condoning it, but that had been me. I mean, I'm just I'm I hate I mean, but I know me. I love women. Like it, I would if I was in his shoes, I just would have been single. I would not have been tied down. There's no way I could have. Yeah, I, they I, were they I, were together in high school. You know, high school sweethearts. But she she got to walk away with a nice little nest egg, and she sat there. She's doing okay. She's doing all right. Yeah, all right. And he got he got the cheerleader. She's doing all right. So he he. I, <laughs> I follow them on social. I follow. Oh, I don't follow Jason. I follow her on social media. She don't look like she's too fucking pissed. <laughs> she ain't worried about the ex old lady at all. You yeah, can see. You can see it. Jason every now and then. Like some of the songs that he sings now, it's just like he's singing about his first wife. He's not singing about the cheerleader. He he knows what he did. He let a he let a dime get his ass in trouble. And oh, it, yeah. It, well, it just it happened did. to get caught that particular. I see. I'm with you. I don't think if he gets caught, I think he's still with his uh, his first wife. You're probably absolutely right. But I'm also, I'm one of these guys that, uh, I, well, I'm one of these guys, I think there's like four of us in the world, that <laughs> I believe in monkey brain and uh, I believe in being monkey a Viking. Brain. And uh, it's so hard for a man to be monogamous. It's. It's so hard because our brains just aren't geared that way. Yeah, I don't know if it's the brain so much. <laughs> I know it's connected to the brain. Yeah, it's it's one of them damn heads that are telling me what to do sometimes. And it's like, will you please just shut your little ass up? Like, we got shit to do, and this ain't one of them. But uh, to get back on track before we, before we go on that, that's, that is not that is, being Vikings and monkey brain is not where this show is going to go. Um, yeah, Lord, if somebody's hearing <laughs> this show for the first time, they're like, what? I know. I, <laughs> they know when I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> That's me. The, the, of, of all the folks that download the show and listen, 
they know when I've been drinking whiskey because yeah. it, it, it veers. And then when it veers, that son of a bitch veers. It's a hard <laughs> it goes from 75 to 475 real fucking quick. Yeah. Um, but to, to end all this on a positive note, uh, I'm going to ask both of y'all the same question. Uh, Kayla, I want you to answer first. Okay. It's, you probably at some point in time thought that music took your dad away from you. Do you think now that it is what is going to be like the defining thing between y'all's relationship? Oh, yeah. Is it is that something that as you grow as an artist, as a person, um, not just needing your dad there like a normal person is there. Let, let's say you blow up tomorrow. Let's say somebody hears you on the Velvet Session um, and they look up Kayla Pippen and they're like, this girl can sing. Let's put some money into her. Let's let's put the right people around her. Is it going to be something for you? He's like, my dad got me here, and I need my dad. Like, is is it going to be? Uh, I don't know about you, but you going on the road with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted. To, that's you what going to on the road with me. <laughs> that's that's exactly. What I wanted to hear. And the same thing for you, Matt. Uh, I mean, you've been in this business a long-ass <laughs> time. You know, you, you struggled. You've done well. Um, you know, regardless of, you know, how Kayla's career or her intentions go, uh, if tomorrow Jason calls you back and is like, hey, you know, you come on the road with us 365 or are you going to stay and be pop-pop? Like, well, what hit forty pop, pop all day long? Yeah. You know, there's some things I miss about being on the road and touring. Like I think the last gig I had was with the Lax, which I was gonna say last time I had been through Cochrane was on the bus with the Lax. I was headed to Baxley. Yeah, on, yeah, on the way back to Baxley from from a trip out in Louisiana or something. But um, and, and it had been a while. Since I had toured with anybody, when I started touring with them, Demon Jones actually called and and, I like old and, and hooked me up with them. Hell of a nice guy. Um, but I, like I remembered right away, like about the second night, that you know there's a lot of a lot of this that you know I don't necessarily miss. Uh, you know, there's I don't know. I think the older you get, the more kind of in your in your, I don't want to say like rut, but like, and you get more into your groove, your routine. Your routine. Well, you, you, for re, me, anyway. you redefine your legacy. Yeah. As a, as a young man, we all probably want the same thing. We all want these beautiful women. We want our name etched somewhere. But you realize with your, with your kids and with you, with your grandkids, like that's your legacy. You know, you can make all the money in the world, but at the end of the day, your family is what matters. That's what's gonna be there. You when, can't come between when the money's going. Layla, her pop pop and gummies. 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 Oh, Them gummy too. And they're gummies. Uh, <laughs> gummies. See, the, I, <laughs> I love how stories come like full circle. And if it had been where you'd have went with Jason, or if you'd have took off, you you wouldn't get to share a simple thing like with her daughter and the gummies. Like yeah, that's ex- literally that's ex- every time we get together with dad, 
He's either surprising her with gummies or she's asking him for gummies. <laughs> One or the two. She's cooking she up a, a trip to the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's something special. And that's that's something that money can't buy. And y'all performing together is something that money can't buy. And uh, I, I'm very happy that y'all came. Uh, oh, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Y'all definitely were the longest warm-up that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. But y'all did a hell of a job. <laughs> And uh, before, we, because we had a total, totally different lineup of songs. Yeah. Like, well, well, the thing we is, is I wanted y'all, to, I wanted y'all to stand out. And you, uh, you told me before you played the Beaten Man song, he's like this way, and I hadn't heard it, and I was like, that's fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then the way her face lit up when you hit the first chord, it's like, all right, I put my seatbelt on, and I, I'm, I'm ready for this. That's shit. that's literally one of my favorite songs that. Have y'all ever wrote together? We have not. I'm telling you. And really, it's never never crossed our minds. I'm telling you you to right now, you two have a number one fucking country song because of the lives y'all lived. (laughs) You two get put in a room, throw your phones outside, tell your old lady, tell whoever you've got, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. You split a bottle of liquor. And y'all put it on pen and paper, y'all story. That's a beautiful song. We definitely have one hell of a story. Think about it. That song's not out there. That's true. Because it's not the Pippin song. That's true. Nobody else can write that song. That's right. Everybody that comes in here, I tell them, I I will play it for y'all when we leave. Shout out to Jeff Parrish, Chucky P. He wrote a song. He's one of my real, real good friends. He was in here. after our last event and he wrote a song called uh this room okay. he he did it on the velvet session but he talked about it on this show i had over a hundred something people message me like will you please send me the demo to it Damn. and it is literally that's his song that is that is his song uh, i don't i don't know if you know uh justin dukes Justin Dukes is a is a buddy of mine from East Virginia. Not personally, but I, I definitely have seen he, his name. He has he has a song called he's got several good, but his fucking home run is a song called When She Gets Her Wings. And he opened up for Vince Gill. Vince Gill heard it, wanted it. And Justin's really? holding on to it. Oh, I'll play it for you. Mm. Uh but y'all two have a song, a story that as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I can't think of a song. I can't think of a song about yeah, right. that life experience. And it's literally because it's yours. That, that's it. You two sit there and it's good because I've heard the stuff what well, you played earlier, it's your originals. And y'all sit there and y'all just bash it out. Y'all get into it first. Y'all piss each other off. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's probably hard between the two of y'all. No. But y'all sit there and y'all actually put your real heart into it. Guarantee is you got fucking money. It is money. And if y'all need a place to do it, that's what this place is here for. We ain't got to be here. This is this be an excellent place. Yeah, we, I'd love to have y'all do it here. Um, but thank both of y'all. Before we get off of here, drop your social media information real fast. And uh, tell them, Matt, you go first. Tell them where they can find you on social media. Well, this will be quick and easy. <laughs> Matt Pippen uh, on Facebook or Matt Pippen Live. Uh, I always try to do a live feed or live stream. I'm old. I don't even know what to call these things. I will help we'll you. We'll go live I on will Facebook. help you 100%. <laughs> 
Would your social media? All you got to do is ever call me and come down here, and we'll we'll put together um, some good stuff for you. Raising my hand, right I here. haven't got to you yet. <laughs> Deal. You call me your ass down. And uh, Kayla, what about you? Where can they find you on uh, social media? Facebook, Kayla Pippen. I have an Instagram, but I really don't do any you don't music. Have a music page yet, though, do you? No, not yet. You're, you're going to. No, okay. don't don't worry. That's... You can add me on Snap. I usually post a few. Few stuff on there. No, don't worry. I put, <laughs> I put you on mine over. You're doing a lot of weirdos. Yeah. Uh, to add you. But thank both of y'all for coming. Josh, um, thanks for having this me. This won't be the last yeah, time we have y'all. y'all in here. Y'all are, hope not. Y'all are part of the Raising Grace family now. And uh, thank both of y'all. And, oh, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. And thank y'all for listening to uh, Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry podcast. Catch you next time.